Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. You know, one of my favorite features of my iPhone 12 is its wireless charging and its MagSafe magnetic back. I was looking for a mount for my card that could hold my phone and charge it at the same time. Luckily for me, my boys over at Carphone Zone hooked it up with a sleek magnetic mount charger. Imagine the look on my friend's faces when I pull out my sexy iPhone 12 and slap that bad boy onto the magnetic mount. And if that's not enough sauce, when they hear that sound and realize that it's also a charger, uh, they look at me like I'm a god. In fact, I love the attention so much, I headed on over to Carphone Zone myself and picked up a leather multifunctional car seat organizer. Now, whenever I pick up a girl for a date, she'll see how organized I am as soon as she hops in the whip. And she'll take a look at that magnetic mount with the fully juiced up iPhone 12. Uh, always ready to go. So go ahead and check out CarphoneZone.com for all your car and phone accessory needs. And Carphone Zone is hooking it up fat. Ricker and Bond listeners get a 15% discount when they use code PODCAST at checkout. That's PODCAST, all capital letters. 15% off store-wide. And you know they got that free shipping. Don't even play. CarphoneZone.com. Check them out now. What's going on, everybody? It's Ricker and Bond. I'm Ricker, that's Bond, and we that's do me. Ricker and Bond things over here. Today we talk about Chris Brown beating the hell out of Rihanna, and when that time expiration is up on you. Speaking of angry black men, we have Joe Budden news, a little bit of that, and also we talk a little bit of capital funding, what you need to know in this episode. I'm black, by the way. like chris is done playing games oh goodness gracious drake and chris sounds like he's ready to get serious he's trying to he's trying to wife someone up chris brown he's done with the streets he's done with the hose he's been in them too long running around through that concrete jungle chris has been jesus christ how old is that guy chris brown let me guess 38 Chris Brown is, I'm going to guess, 34. He is currently 31. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. He's not that old. 38 was a little on the extreme end on my part. 31 sounds a little young to me, honestly. Maybe just because, I don't know, he's been been in the limelight for a long time, perhaps. I remember I was like in fourth grade and he was famous. <laughs> he, he was kind of like the... The twenty-five-year-old's first pop star, kind of. Um, collab with Chris Brown, still not a good move, or it's fine now. <laughs> yeah, that's it's over. Yeah, times up. Time's Drake up. did it. <laughs> uh, Tory Lanez did it. I mean, I mean uh, Tory Lanez, a Tory Lanez, Chris Brown. I don't know about that. That might be the line. Wait, Drake's doing this. JB got some of that. JB got some of that before Drake. Way before Drake, actually. When was when was Rihanna's face impaled? I want to say two thousand nine. Oh man, that's two thousand eight. Lifetimes ago, dude. Get over it. <laughs> yeah. Black eyes heal. I wonder if uh, I wonder if they've contacted each other in the near past. I'm assuming over the past eleven years they probably said something, but I wonder if like in the past <laughs> during quarantine. Chris was like, "Yo, dude, how you how you holding up?" <laughs> like, 
hey, you still mad? <laughs> we still yeah. friends? Yeah, dude. Kind of got assaulted by my, my G. I do remember a very, an old story that Katy Perry and and Rihanna used to be good friends. And then Rihanna kept hanging out with Chris Brown after he beat the daylights out of her. And Katy Perry was like, nah, girl, we're not <laughs> friends anymore. I could, I, I would, I would kind of side with Miss Perry a little bit. Yeah. Like, what are you, what are you doing? He literally distinctly beat your face <laughs> to the ground. That yeah. wasn't just a, a one-two slap. That was a... Mm. It could even be a little, like, amicable. You could be like, all right, that's happened. But, you know, I'm probably not going to chill with you anymore, my dude. <laughs> you like, if he had beat a guy like that, you'd still be like, damn, he got fucked up. You're like, he has some anger issues. Bro. You're like, bro, chill. You good, bro? <laughs> Literally, if that happened to someone else, the, the girlfriend in that relationship would still be like, damn, I don't know if I should be with that person. I got, I'm going to look this. I'm going to look at these Rihanna beating pictures again. They're not great. I need a I need a good refresher about how ooh ooh. <laughs> Did he do time, bro? She got pummeled, bro. No charges on Rihanna's behalf. Um, I do remember Chris went to jail for this. I I would hope a little slap on the wrist, maybe. Yeah, he got some. He was definitely doing some community service for sure, oh. at least. That, that helps everybody. I mean, you're in prison. That doesn't really help anybody. You know, you're up there picking up trash or something, firefighting. Oh, man. <laughs> Rihanna. Come back, Riri. But, yeah, we don't know. Fools. I listen to, when I'm at the gym, they always play really old Rihanna music every day. Like, you know, that good classic stuff. And I'm listening to them like, dude, Rihanna would never make music like this anymore. No, it was like that time. Yeah. And like, this is like music like a 21 year old girl would make. You know, she's yeah. a woman. That's very middle so, school dance music. Yeah. For my, Disturbia. I never listened to Rihanna's things. Uh, you got to listen to Rihanna Unplugged. I think it's called Bad Girl something. <laughs> um, our good friend Sean Lee made a very good. Uh, observation he said that before rihanna's beating yeah. she was kind of like cookie cutter and like clean and then after the beating she used that to her advantage and she started singing about whips and chains excite me and just being like edgy and shit that probably would come from a girl who stayed with a dude that beat the shit out of her yeah great music great <laughs> something good came out of it i guess you got a new life experience you need those if you're going to make music. Jay-Z's is rapping about credit over here, bro. <laughs> After a while, he's like, yo, I mean, I don't know, credit? What do you think? Like, shit, why? Yeah, dude, Jay-Z is like, did you see that? Uh, he did like a little press conference thing when he sold his champagne. Yeah. He's like sitting in his mansion patio. That man just looks tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's not an attractive looking dude, dude. I was watching he's, that. And I was like, "Yeah, isn't symmetrical." It's uh, must be she be a, a very rich, nice dude. The hair doesn't help. <laughs> the hair the hair has gone a little long. J Cole vibe eras. Um, it's like long too. Even though he's married to Beyonce, probably haven't smashed in months. He's just over it. Don't you have sex with Beyonce a bunch? It kind of loses its lust, you know. Especially after three kids. I was going to say, how many kids? Three. And then everyone looks up to her like a goddess, and you look at her, and you're like, hey, dude, she, she kind of ugly, bro. <laughs> that's, I'm over it. That's the privilege, you know? What's the point of having all that money if you can't just smash who you want? Um, I don't know. There must be uh, some perks in it. I'll, uh, I'll give you a response when I'm, if happily married and super wealthy. Probably, probably the perk is three children and a loving wife. Probably a nice family structure. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> man, like you can get a family anywhere. <laughs> you buy a family. You could never get. Okay, think about it this way, dude. Any chick that you could smash, you could never get Beyonce's family out of that chick. You know, you have you yeah, have, you have a Beyonce Jay Z family instead of a weird one night stand with some. Playboy. Hugh, Hugh Hefner is dead. <laughs> Hugh Hefner is dead. But Hugh Hefner never looked that unhappy. 
He also didn't look that old, bro. Yeah, I was, uh, <laughs> fuck, what was I gonna say? I was like thinking, ah, fuck it, I forgot it. I totally <laughs> lost it. But did have something about yeah, something okay. about Jay Z. Jay Z, man, selling that Jay Z, Beyonce. I find, bro, I find this kind of a little bit interesting, and I get it at some extent, but um, in, in mainly black people's that I social media, they were like, cool, go Jay-Z. And I get that from a, a standpoint of like culture and like wealth and like putting it back into like black culture. But then mm-hmm. the cynical part of me was like, if, if I was, I don't know, I'm not black, so I can't really get that perspective. But I'm mm-hmm. like, I have nothing to be you know, proud of here. That's someone else's wealth. That's cool. But like, people are like, hell yeah, dude, Jay-Z. That was my, my, my one spectrum of my pessimistic view. Oh, they were like, they're, I think they're just, they're just hyping him up because, you know, he's a black billionaire. He's doing things. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then, you know, I did see people like, Oh dude, you're fucking, you're making another white guy rich. It's like, bro, like, isn't the point of making a business to exit eventually? Yeah. 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 Like, like the guy literally doubled his net worth. <laughs> like you should be happy. <laughs> he, he didn't see that. <laughs> that's, what was, that's what I'm saying. Dude. I'm like, he's like, oh, more that, numbers on a spreadsheet, more taxes. Cool. I was like, he's like job well done. That was a, a nice little 10 year. 50 yeah. I believe. I don't, I don't even know what the brand is. Still not getting any ass from his wife. <laughs> Like, oh, more money. We're already rich. Like, whatever. <laughs> that must be weird, man. Must be. A- oh, I was gonna say. I wonder what it's like to look at your wife, and everyone looks at her like a god. I already said that. Everyone yeah, looks at yeah. her like a goddess, and you're like, oh. It's it's probably cool. <coughs> That's weird. It must be an interesting reality. That, that godlike aura around them is kind of weird. Yeah. I haven't, Beyonce? I haven't seen it that much. I mean, Beyonce, I get it. And Jay-Z Beyonce, has a very good rap following. <laughs> Beyonce is a strong singer. Very talented. But I do strongly believe that the hype around her is a little bit overblown. Yeah, she's a little... She's very like, talented. Robot. Very strong show. Very, very strong performer. One of the best in the business. But the way she is held up in the industry over... Like everybody else, really. Yeah, she had, she had a good brand somehow. I don't really know how. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the lack of interviews that makes her mysterious. I don't know. She's had a couple anymore. Might have been timing, timing out of Destiny's Child. I don't know what was around that that time. I wonder when that started. When they started this being like Queen B. Probably give or take. After I am Sasha Fierce. What is that? 2000 i don't even know what that is oh that is that is album in my opinion her second best album yeah i see sasha uh, fierce, right? yeah it's called i am sasha fierce a wrestler name and that's when that's when you get when i was a boy and all that shit all that all that good shit hey i mean what am i saying beyonce is great <laughs> <laughs> she does have a very very hyped up ballooned brand though yes yeah, they got divorced. Damn. I wonder. It'd be sad. A little sad like Kanye and Kim. Yeah. I, what. Mean, I, bet, I don't think Kim's that sad, honestly. No, they're probably better off. <laughs> I think Kanye's going to be going through it. I don't know. Maybe. I, tr- I truly think. Because Kanye fucking Kanye loved that girl. If you like look at the stuff he did for her on like Valentine's <laughs> Day and stuff, he'll get like a sixty oh, piece God. orchestra. Oh, yeah. Yeah, God, like, no, man. yeah, bro. He's probably all sad. He's like, yeah. Oh man. He would be one that would get like like just kind of butt hurt. Like, yo, kinda of dug her. And what's and what's worse is Kim, <laughs> as soon as she starts dating someone else, she's gonna be like, All right, let's go to Hollywood so people can take pictures of us. Got to. Connie's gonna see it the same day. Gonna be in the studio. Let's make some good music. <laughs> Making some good music. Oh man, that's what you get with the Kardashian brand as a wife, dude. Not worth it. It's really not. Not worth it for <laughs> what? Just 
a fat ass. You know, if so, if someone, if someone in the Kardashian family was like, "Yeah, dude, let's get married," I would, I would think about it for a few seconds before I said yes. But before I said yes, I'd be like, "Man, it's probably not going to be worth it." Ten years. What if you? What about dating? Would you date someone like Kendall Jenner? Let's say you meet her, so you know who she is, and you like her, and she's like, "Hey, you want to date?" I mean, you, you can't, you can't not do that. Honestly, I feel like in that situation, I would ride it out for a couple of weeks, get some free shit. <laughs> just a couple you're like all yeah. right it's too much too much dude because that's all you need and then you break up and then that's enough attention for the paparazzi <laughs> start following you and wondering what you're doing next sure, Who, sure. who's who's sh- who's this guy dating after he broke but up with you, kendall and, and so this this is the kardashian family right this is kardashian mob always thinking about public moves they are so would you put that on the table for her she's like all right maybe we milk this like you know like enjoy a couple of weeks and let's see what we can get out of it and see if you can really pump it up as, as I can. Maybe. I think you should, you, you would keep it a secret that you're playing her because if you tell her, she'd break up with you on the spot. Maybe, maybe she wants, <laughs> I guess she has a little bit more leverage. She'd be like, Oh no, I love you though. That'd you know, be- um, Tyler, the creator, his friend, he has a friend. His name is taco. Do you know him? Mm-hmm. He's on a uh, Dave. Oh, yeah. Average looking guy, average looking guy, just the most average looking guy. Probably see him at your local GameStop, right? He's a smoking girlfriend. Oh, does he? Smoking. She's just she's super cute, cutest eyes I've ever seen. The skinny one, who DJs, or the fat one? She's not a. Not uh, dude, dude. He's skinny. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Yeah. It, she's. I don't know. I followed her on Instagram for a little bit, and then I saw they were dating. I was like, oh. And then I thought, well, dude, there's no way. No way in a million years. If he wasn't Taco, they would be dating. And then I thought, hmm, you know, maybe he has a great personality. But the fact that he's Taco definitely got him in the door. Yeah, you, know? you got you to gotta have half and half. Like the yeah, Jay-Z, yeah. not super attractive, but you're Jay-Z plus uh-huh. you an know, okay dude. You need that half. Maybe if you're attractive, that's your half. And another half is like maybe not super rich, but I don't know. You're not. I feel like for I feel like for women, they're less dating the person and more dating the lifestyle that the person leads. You know, this guy has a cool job. He can do all this stuff. He can take me here. How exciting! Yeah, I think that's a part of a relationship. I don't. I don't blame him for that. I would definitely do the same. We twenty ish. Are we twenty ish? <laughs> Are we twenty? And she says, "No, we're not. We're fifteen-ish." Okay, I'm just saying it was going. It was going hard, and I just I didn't know if we were overshooting or what, man. Um, time flies when you're having fun. What's going on? Where are you? Why are you in the Taj Mahal right now? I'm in Mexico. In Mexico? I'm in Cabo. Yeah, Global Star shot up, made twenty grand. Was like, "Fuck it, let's go." No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That'll be funny, huh? I'm here with the fam, but I'm actually in Cabo. Right on. Yeah, no, the, the portfolio is not looking good. No. You know. No but the entire market is not looking good, so it's fine. Yeah, I had some I so I I bought some more like upgrades for the future platform to I was using a free version of the software I was using. But um mm-hmm. kinda have to do like automated stuff to like make some better actions of price and stuff. Kinda gotta buy the whole thing. So I bought some stuff for future stuff, and I uh, made some nice, some nice. Still not live yet because I get slaughtered, but some nice progress. And I was like, "All right, cool, dude. Greeneries, I like it." I was looking at things upside down, dude. And I messaged someone on the internet, and he was like, "Yeah, my guy." Other way, I was like, "Oh, right on, dude. Thanks." Like literally upside down. Yeah. So what I'm doing is you're watching price and you're looking for um just uh a it's called a second entry either second entry long or short you're looking for a top and then like two legs of correction and then like a a signal point of a candlestick and uh i was just i was i was looking at it a different way than i was supposed to and uh it's a put my percentage of winnings to losers up a little bit. That's pretty cool. That's, what, that's what's up. Yeah. God, my whole portfolio was just bad. 
you know, if you look yeah. at it day to day, dude, it's choppy. But if you look at it from a zoomed out perspective, it's probably not that bad. I have to look at it because I gotta know when to get out. That that exits are nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just like uh, I feel stuck. I feel at the mercy of this one stock because it, it was fine. It was fine when it was up, but I didn't think it would dump so hard. So now I'm just like, oh, cool. Just waiting. Yeah. And if it goes down even lower, then I'm, I'm fucked. But um, is there is there a bottom at least, or is it unlimited? I mean, there's zero, but is is there a bottom? I don't know. It goes down a little bit more every day. It goes down like ten cents a day. No, but is it like is there? A, do you have bottomless risk right now? Uh no. I only have like four grand worth of risk, which actually isn't that bad, but. My uh, exactly four grand worth of risk. <laughs> my my, what's his face? My sister's boyfriend was just telling me he lost twenty grand doing some Bitcoin forex stuff. So then I was like, Bitcoin "Wow, Bitcoin forex stuff? Doing some big yeah. futures, bro? It, it was some weird stuff. I wasn't. I, I didn't pay attention to the deets. All I heard was I lost twenty grand. And I was like, from BTC uh, to Japan, Yang, dude. I don't know. I gotta ask him what he did wrong. But then he was like, "Yeah, now I don't, I don't mess with Bitcoin anymore." Yeah, he might have been doing Bitcoin futures, bro, or maybe he was just maybe. live, just doing live trading of Bitcoin stuff. Yeah, Bitcoin futures are expensive, dude. You need some, you need some margin for that, bro. Like, how do you even get into that? It's so much money. Uh, you just have a lot of money. It's like not even worth it. Like even if I even if I had a lot of money, I'd be like, dude, like, <laughs> come on. I, I don't even know how like futures actually actually works. Really, like I kind of know it. I kind of just trade it, but like people who are like trading it to like manufacture price, it's a kind of a whole different thing. People yeah. beans and they weed over here, man. They're trying to make sure they got the best wheat prices for the future. When experts talk about options or puts and calls they say yeah so a call a put option is when you borrow the stock and then you wait for it to go down and you sell it back at market price i'm like wait what <laughs> i understand it and i've never heard that explanation before yeah like you just literally took something simple and made it way more difficult yeah oh, like how they said it or how you've heard it before that's like that's like the the proper definition of it because I guess that's what they used to do when they were short selling, mm -hmm. but now it's digital, so you don't actually borrow anything. Mm -hmm. But I guess if you understand the fundamentals, it's easy. Here. Yeah, which I guess makes sense. Borrowing a stock, wait, selling it at market price, waiting it for it to go down, buying it again, and then giving the stock back to somebody. But then if the stock goes up, you gotta buy it at a higher price. I guess that makes sense. That's what happened to the hedge funds. Yeah, dude, you should watch. Uh, as we wrap up the first trimester, uh, I think it's called Trader. Uh, it's on YouTube. It's with like a famous dude, but uh, it's a cool little documentary, especially if you're on a Mexico excursion. It's a nice little hour or two. How people used to do before digitalness, and it kind of makes you a. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, look at things a little different. Yeah. Okay. So try, dude. You want to hop it? Let's hop in. Everybody, hang tight. We'll be back literally in three seconds. Like 30 seconds, I think. Go hit the bathroom real quick. Nice. Or don't. All right. My name with the best of in the leg Made a right turn on my own street. Niggas outside chilling low key. 1247, Mr. Police. Fucking helicopters get no sleep. Pillow on my head, trying to drown it out. You can call me when you're down and out. When the cops come, it's around the house. Crenshaw niggas on the town, I'm out. Please make it home safe. Please make it home safe. Please make it home safe. Make it home safe. Yeah. Please make it home safe. Yup. Dom Kennedy. Dead man Nipsey Hustle.
It's like The Undertaker. I love that song, dude. Very melancholy please, song. Please make a home safe. Very melancholy. I don't suggest playing that song at a lively party. If you have the aux cord or the thunderbolt, whatever it's called. Or the Bluetooth. Or the Bluetooth or voice control over a Google Assistant or an Alexa. Alexa sucks. I would prefer a Google Home. My fucking Twitter's in Spanish. We're going to change that real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to uh, the Spanish edition of Ricker and Bond. It's translated, translated live with Google Translation Services, sponsored by Modelo, the beer. Oh, look at that. We have a uh, an update on our friend, comedian Chris Delia. Oh, dude, I saw him on, I saw he had a video on Instagram talking to his mother. What's he, he doing? He was talking on, to his mother? Yeah, on the phone. Is he, did he tell her that he's facing child porn and exploitation lawsuits? No. No, he was uh, helping her open a sippy cup. This is what we know so far, according okay. to the LA Times. <laughs> okay. Uh, from woman, child Leah faces child porn lawsuit from woman who says he had sex with her at 17. Ah, Chris. Comedian Chris Lee is facing a new lawsuit that accuses him of violating f- federal child pornography and child sexual exploitation laws, including soliciting more than 100 sexually explicit <laughs> photos and videos from a woman identified as Jane Doe. Half of the photos and videos were allegedly taken when Doe was 17 years old, according to the lawsuit, which was filed Tuesday in federal district court for the Central District of California and reviewed by the Times. Doe had reached out to Delia in September 2014 via Instagram, never expecting a reply. The comic was on his under no influence tour at the time. They later communicated via Snapchat, the suit alleges. When I was in my final year of high school, and still a child, I was groomed by a celebrity twice my age. Doe said in a statement released Tuesday by her attorneys, Monica Beck and Chloe Neely of the Feinberg National Law Group. Crystalia abused his status of and fame to lure me in, take advantage, and manipulate me when I was at a vulnerable age. I want any other girls out there to know that they are not alone, and it is time to get justice for the mental and physical toll he has put us through. A spokesperson for Delia says Tuesday, Chris denies these allegations and will vigorously defend against them in court. Delia's career imploded last June after multiple women accused them via social media of sending graphical messages soliciting sex. In some cases, the women had gone to see him in person and described inappropriate behavior seeking sex. Five of Delia's many accusers spoke in detail to the Times. Some of these women were underage at the time that the comic contacted them. He was quickly dropped by talent representatives, Netflix, uh, yada, yada, yada. And like Louis C.K. before him, Delia was professionally exiled. Well, did you get a Louis C.K. to child porn? A little bit, tiny bit different. <laughs> Louis C.K. did something a little different. Just a um, tiny bit. A tiny bit. It's a you not, know, similar not, Venn not diagram. It's not the best thing ever. It's still a little assaultive a little bit, but you know. Probably. I mean, like, if I, was, if I went to work and my boss was jerking off in front of me. I wouldn't be I'd happy. Probably be like, I'd be like, yo, dude. Probably not going to work here anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> probably, yeah. probably, probably not going to come in tomorrow. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, uh, versus child. So was he? Did it say he was dishing these photos out, or he just had hello photos? Yeah, it's towards says, the beginning. Something about the hundred. Oh, look at this! On February nineteenth, after eight months of silence, Delia attempted to explain his misbehavior in a ten-minute video posted on YouTube. And it <laughs> admit he admitted sex it controlled my life. It was my focus all the time, and I had a problem, and I do have a problem. It's not like months down the line everything's better. I need to work on that. He admitted having sexual contact with many women while he was performing on the road and said there were way more messages to women than those that had been revealed on social media last summer. <laughs> he maintained that all of his relationships were legal and consensual. According to the lawsuit, Doe and Leah began exchanging messages in which he persuaded her to send him sexually explicit photos of herself. He was like, guys, there was so much more that you did not see. You should be happy that she only knows so much. Yeah. Hmm. Um. I wonder if she has this. Uh. Wonder if she has this evidence to back up her claims. And on Snapchat, she probably does. Snapchat has a lot of files. I mean, maybe not. Maybe not. Snapchat disappears, right? Files it has, but it does disappear. Anyway, (laughs) even if you didn't do it. 
that meme where he's on uh, the one podcast, uh, the fighter and the kid, and they're talking about Snapchat. And oh like, yeah, <laughs> that's just that's just too real. <laughs> and and there was another person on you know the old guy on that podcast. You know Brian Callen or no? No. Ryan Callen is like the old guy on the fighter and kid. He's on Mad TV, and a chick came out and alleged something against him, and uh, he was kind of outcasted from like the podcast with uh, advertisers. But he came out and was like, "Yeah, like none of that is true at all, my guys." So that was kind of lame. Yeah, it's somebody else. Oh, Johnny Depp. Remember he was doing? He was in a whole thing with Amber Heard. Uh, <laughs> I didn't like, know her name. All that's. <laughs> All that stuff was fake. She lied about it, and she lost her job on Aquaman. Aquaman? Yeah, she had a role on Aquaman, and they were making a sequel, and she got fired. I never knew what the wife's name was, but yeah, I did know that there was some very unfavorable news in her favor. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Johnny lost a few films, films too, because of that whole thing. Really? What I knew from that, it was like everybody was like, yeah, dude. Johnny's wife is lying as hell. And then some video came out. Yeah, I remember he was supposed to be in a Harry Potter film or something. Or he was, but there was like a bunch dope, of pushback. Bro, Johnny Depp in a in a Harry Potter universe? Yeah, he was like it was like the great wondrous beasts or something. He was like a professor. Oh yeah, dude. Oh dude. That would have been sick. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure he's still in it, but I saw, yeah, I saw like, that on TV, that, that movie. What was everyone yeah. like? Everyone was like, yo, J.K. Rowling protects pedophiles. Not pedophiles, protects uh, people that hurt women. When really... It was the opposite, back. dude. It was the opposite. Moral of the story, let's wait for some evidence to come out before we make some judgments, yeah? But we can't sure, do that because sure, sure. it's, it's Hollywood. It's Twitter. It's a hairy line, dude. Fame equals shame. Sure. Uh, oh, what do I want to talk about? You know, this is interesting. David Dobrik, that guy, he's back in the news. And I saw a headline. I was like, it said something like David Dobrik, social, sexual assault or some shit. And I was like, okay, what now? And mm-hmm. apparently it was a really old video. And it was one of the first videos I've ever seen of him. He used to have this friend named Seth. And he would like pull pranks on him. <laughs> and there was this video where he was like, hey, uh, Seth, do you want to uh, do this video where you make out with uh, my friend Corinna, who's like David's really hot friend, and she's going to be in like a gorilla suit or something or some some shit like that. <laughs> so he's like, yeah. So he like made out with her, and then the person pulls off the mask, and it's Jason's like 45-year-old old man friend. <laughs> and it was it was a pretty funny video. Like the guy like seemed like he was okay with the joke. Like he obviously uh-huh. looked distraught. But then like, Years later, he was like, dude, I think I got, like, sexually assaulted. Like, I, <laughs> I, I was told I was going to be kissing a girl, but I, I kissed a guy, and he said he reached out to David to, like, because he didn't want to, like, cancel anybody or, like, go to go to court or anything. Yeah. But he, like, tried to get a, a hold of him, but David didn't respond. Damn. So now he's, now he's like, yeah, I feel like this is, like, the only, like, my only choice, because I feel like I was literally raped. And yeah. He might have to. David Dobrik is notorious for just brushing off controversy, and it just like blows away. Sure. But David Dobrik has an app that's kind of like Instagram that's supposedly valued at almost two hundred million dollars, mm-hmm. and he's supposed to be getting more funding for it. And he needs to address this before this happens because that could really fuck up this whole thing. So, Damn. a mess. But if you watch the video, it's like a it's like a prank that you know. You and I probably would have pulled when we were like sophomores in college. You know, at mm-hmm. the time it's harmless, but then like five years down the line. He's like, yo, like, oh. I don't think, I, I feel kind of actually harmed. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I wasn't supposed to kiss a 45-year-old man when I was 20 years old. Dang. I could see some deceit and unwanted deceit in that. Not only that, it has millions of views on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a little a little worse too. Not only that, the guy who made the video won't even talk to you anymore. So, like, that's probably the one that pushes it over the edge. Yeah, he just built a bought a ten million dollar house off of your suffering. (laughs) Royalties, dude. 
Yeah. How do you? What, was there a, a hole in this gorilla mask? It was just it was just like a gorilla mask, like a whole gorilla suit, and he just like just making out with the person. So like touching person. Like. Oh, is there well, a gorilla yeah, the, mask in the middle? It, or is there a it hole was like in a person tongues? and a full gorilla. So like you can't tell the gender of the person. But there's and a hole like, in the mouth. There's a hole in the mouth. Okay. Okay. And you, they're, they're, they were literally getting into it. There was like tongue and shit. I wouldn't feel too great about that either. Yeah. <laughs> and then he did it again. He did the same prank again with the same guy and the same oh, old no. man. Wait, what? But he did it. Yeah. But this time. Because, he got pulled twice. But this time, the second time, it was like way more elaborate. Like he made it <laughs> seem like a real commercial. Like it was like a whole, like a real thing. Like he hired a set and everything. And then. Just so he prank. said. So he said these these people over here at the studio saw the the YouTube video and they want to do a, a parody of it. No, apparently he had been at, he had been asking like, "Yo, dude, will you be down to do that prank again?" And the guy was like, "No, no, 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 never again. Fuck that." And then he was like, "Okay, how am I gonna get him to do this prank again?" So we like staged this whole thing about like, "Yo, you just got you, you just got a part in this commercial, and your role is kissing this person in this costume, but it was like mm-hmm. another costume or something." So yeah, of course yeah. you're like, okay, I'm getting paid. This is my job. I'm gonna kiss this person, and then, damn, don't break. I'm mad to you. Or uh, what was uh, Ashton Kutcher's show, man? Punk. I'm sure there's some 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 things on Punk that might have slipped through in 2006. Bro, Punk was so much worse, dude. There was an episode of Punk where <laughs> Paris Hilton was in a plane, and the pilot was like, "Shit, the plane's going down. We're gonna die," and he started nose diving. Imagine that. Oh, uh, that's a, a lawsuit, dude. That's like, dude. I'm sure there's some cool videos of them explaining how, like, some producer, how they had to get, because, so, like, if, if you do a prank show, how do you get someone's, like, liability cleared beforehand? It's crazy. I don't know. It's probably some legal battles over there in MTV. MTV probably had it unlocked with some money back then. They were like, we're MTV, dude. We are pop we're, culture. This is going to make your career, Paris. Ashton Kutcher, ever heard of him? It was pretty big, dude. It was pretty big. The, yeah. the camera angles, bro. Hella camera angles. They were cool camera angles, dude. It was rustic. I want to get punked. <laughs> That's what everybody was saying in their middle school lawn chair psych no i don't fuck that so yeah that's uh that's that's new and cancel culture for this for this week and and seemingly not wanting to cancel culture who's next that'd be a nice little segment it doesn't happen that often but yeah i I was watching market mondays and i'm Mm -hmm. i'm in their zoom thing and they had you know angela yee from the breakfast club Mm -hmm. they had angela yee on and these people that they have in are in the Zoom call. And so there's a select amount of people that are in the Zoom call. So they're kind of reading like comments. And like before, they've had some people that were like reaching out and be like, I don't really want to do your thing because you kind of got some people wilding out in the comments, dude. Angelie was looking like very attractive. <laughs> and I was just sitting there <laughs> and watching like the, the dudes that are hosting the show and like imagining people behind their keyboards like, Resisting the urge to just be like, Italy look fine as hell right now. Damn. Imagine that. Just like, just being objectified just for just trying to share some financial knowledge. I know, dude. That, well, because that, that's what everybody was thinking. So, like, everybody was like, they were thinking that on that, like, level in their mind. And they're like, all right, I'm not going to do that because I'm being respectful. But everybody's mind was also like, that is a position, a position where people are like, could be commenting some weird stuff. Everyone has a pillow on their lap. <laughs> like and, I just, uh, I wanted, I wanted to like DM somebody and be like, "Yo, dude, she looking fine right <laughs> What's up with her, dude? What's good?" <laughs> oh man, it's kind of a weird interview, dude. She seemed like not super into it. Really, she didn't seem to. Hanging out in the Zoom call, with forty guys. <laughs> there, there's hella chicks, but like they said that they're they're trying to get her on for like months and months. 
have they uh i guess i don't know i guess you kind of need a, a video portion but have they done that on clubhouse yet what the market mondays because it's just audio right yeah no there's video on market mondays but on clubhouse yeah, i know yeah. the the separate people have gone on clubhouse and talked i don't know i've been clubhouse in a minute yeah clubhouse i was listening to this podcast on raising capital and they were talking about clubhouse and how what a wonder it is and how it's just like the best app they've ever used mm. and i'm like okay well i mean it's very functional it hasn't crashed you know <laughs> yeah there's also one platform yeah but they're like yeah you know the way they have to to make a room with thousands of people talking to each other is not easy like that's that's a really easy app to like fail so they, they must have like crazy stress tests on the servers mm -hmm. and the fact that it's like invite only definitely helps them scale it faster um because like imagine if like elon's in a room and then it just doesn't work then no one will use that ever again yeah no celebrity no one <clears throat> yeah 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 they leverage the hell out of those celebrities too What's pretty interesting that shit it's very interesting it's kind of curious to like same thing with like ethereum stuff and like ways that like, we kind of talk about how like it was kind of just a, a small crawl of the internet being towards the future and you're yeah. like it, it's a it's a big step but like in macro it's like well that's obviously kind of just seems like it should happen clubhouse was like this is like i've never seen this before but like obviously this should have been a thing for a little bit now. Yeah. Like you, you just reinvented the, the group FaceTime call. Even like before that, dude, you just Skype. I but wonder, um, because clubhouse is iOS only. Yeah. That's what I was saying. It was one platform and it needs, to, maybe that's why it's so good. Because it doesn't need to be like they don't need to make eighty apps for all the Android phones. Possibly. But my friend Alexander was telling me about this new thing that Google made. I forgot what it's called, Dockers or something. I don't <laughs> know. But basically it takes your code and it converts it to like Android code so that your stuff can work on anything. That's cool. It's pretty nuts. Code. So, so you only need to hire one developer instead of an Android and Apple developer. Dev, dev, dev it up. Dev, dev, dev. They also dev. had a chick talking about Cardano. Cardano. ADA. What's she Classic. She was just kind of a fangirl of it and was talking about some utility of it and what they're doing. Um, it was kind of a weird segment. I think it was like home, home dude's sister. It kind of just happened random, not like randomly, but they're like, yeah, it's my sister now. <laughs> and then, they're like, yeah, dude, we both like Cardano. That's weird. Everybody's on the Cardano. Yeah. Um, it has its own, like, language that people will enjoy. Dude, bro, yeah. staking on Coinbase. Coinbase was like, yo, you can stake your ETH. Stake your ETH? What does that mean? Um, staking is kind of a, a less friction version of mining. Uh, you either lock up your coin or in some some coins you don't lock it up but you lock your coin away and the platform uses it for something maybe like liquidity or something i'm not sure but you get uh some some interest on your coins in that coin most likely for locking it up on a certain platform i don't know what they do with it but loan it out to someone yeah i would assume so i think actually exactly that I thought of the best utility for NFTs. Okay. And you heard it here first. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Tickets. Mm-hmm. Smart contracts are very good with that. Concert tickets. Transportation tickets. Just put it on the the barcode or whatever. Attach it to that shit. No ticket master. No live nation. Well, the artists can the, do it probably the get person. into it, dude. But yeah, they yeah. have to. But like, 
but like smart a, contracts, a, a, man. Ticketmaster takes a fat fee, probably yeah. less than the price it is to send an Ethereum. Yeah. But in the future, it's like, yo, Ticketmaster, you, you got to pivot or something, dude, because. Got to learn it. Got to learn it. That's He's what I'm really, saying with like the, like the macro version of like, this is obviously kind of what internet was crawling towards and we were just kind of in the midst of the crawl. Yeah. But the internet also like, these intermediary companies provide infrastructure mm -hmm. because without like a field that even type in your information, like what is the, you're just doing ones and zeros mm -hmm. and not everyone can do that. Yeah. So that's kind of, that's kind of that where NFT is now. Yeah. That was the thing where I was kind of so mind blown seeing the apps using Ethereum's for the first time with like Mintable and then crypto voxel. I was like before, it was it was very all code and kind of heady internet stuff with bitcoins and addresses and hashes and everything and mining, and then mm -hmm. you finally saw like an application to it, and you're yeah. like, oh, I get it. This is just more internet, cool. Yeah, and even even back then, before the Bitcoin infrastructure, if I knew everything I know about Bitcoin, just the lack of infrastructure, I'd be like, dude, what is this trash? Like, yeah, it's just I gotta put it on a flash drive and then. It's money? Yeah. What? It's not the easiest sell. Yeah. But anyway. We'll Go right buy on. it. <laughs> Go buy it all. Oh. Everybody don't need a podcast. Yo, shut the Yo, fuck shut up. up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. New Rickard Yo, shut the Yo, fuck shut up, I'm trying to listen to Rick and Bond. Bitch, you can have my hope. Get yours, get yours, get yours. By any means. You can smoke that kill, you can push that dude. Get yours, get yours, get yours. By any means. Fuck all this pretty shark, get yours, get yours, get yours. By any means. You can fuck my bitch, you can have my. I'll make a scene around me, hit the corner every nail. I just finished setting up an OnlyFans for the wife to offset any losses this week in the market. So it's good. <laughs> it's always going up, dude. <laughs> Music industry is such a weird thing, dude. Being a musician. Yeah, changing hands. Heady and ephemeral. I can't even changing. find ephemeral, dude. Changing so fast. Even just the genericness of it in like its very nope. basic form. I'm, I was just thinking of like a dude making music for money and then trying to shell it out for tickets, probably being controlled by a different conglomerate making the music. I wonder what the first instance of somebody making music for money was. That's a very good question. Somebody viewing music as a product. I'm sure you might have had like some bartering for it you're like yo i'll give you some entertainment you're very good i'm very i have a lot of whatever wealth is at this time so i'll give you some goods maybe they were like that but also like hey you got to come and play it for me because i don't know how like I, my ipod's dead so you got to come to my house you got to play that song for me yeah or write it down or i don't know when was one more music notes written I don't know. I'm thinking like that's crazy. Caveman and stuff, or not caveman, but past, past. We got some. I don't know. Kings being like, yo, dude, here's a here's a ducat for a for a nice little jig. Entertain me, peasant. Yeah. God, what a time! It's a very weird thing. Very weird thing. Kind of necessary. The music industry. I foresee a future where being a musician will become increasingly less popular because imagine being into a world where computers are just so good at it. You're just like, like, I can't even, like, I don't know. 
I, I can't even comprehend it because I am not in that world yet. Yeah. It'll probably just be people who can wield cooler shows with those computers. I'm sure there's going to be like, like I said, conglomerates that are probably going to be like, we don't really want people when you can just use automation stuff. But I'm sure just like, yeah. um, I don't know. I think humans might always have a little role with entertainment wielding however the tool is that they made to use it. It's probably similar parallels with analog stuff going digital. But once you get that, that automation automation, honestly, it kind of just becomes cooler. Sure, you can get out some code that is very generic and appealing to a broad span of humans. But then you get some, some guy who can sling a computer around a little bit, make something cool, man. Make something cool. We were have an entire band in the laptop projected onto the stage and then I don't know. He had some gorillas, dude. Gorillas was a, a weird thing. Animation. Did they do live shows? When they did live shows, it was just the guy performing. Was it? Yeah, it was like the guy in a band. I'm, I'm talking like holographic, like you go to see the characters. Yeah. Bro, I didn't know gorillas yeah. wasn't like, like gorillas, especially when it was cool and like mainstream. It was the characters for me. So you, watching those characters on on stage would be cool as so. hell. Yeah, I saw. I think I don't know. It might have been their last album. He did a show, and I was watching him perform. I was like, "Bro, this is killing everything for me." Yeah, when he, dude, he went, it was the. Uh, he did a, an album recently, but it was like an album towards like college age, um, so like twenty sixteen ish, and then it was a bunch of featured artists on it, so they were just it was actually really good music, but when they were performing it, they were they were doing it live. I think that might have been like one of the first times I solidified Gorillas just being that dude for me. You know, remember like I wrote William Johnson, he used to have a little animated band I kind of enjoyed. <laughs> because it was like he would like rap and the animations were like really, really bad, like like flash animations, and I was really into that because I was trying to learn that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, dude, this guy's fucking He's a genius. How does he have all this time to make these videos and also animate these shit? He was paying somebody to do it. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. But still, I was like, wow. Like, how is he dropping these videos every week? This guy's crazy. RWJ, yeah, he, dude. He killed that project because Maker Studios killed it or some shit. YouTube, man. I'm detached from the YouTube vibes. I feel sad. I YouTube watched like is... three things total now. I only watch finance videos. Yeah. Finance and that's it. Literally. I watch a dude that trades. Sometimes if I have a question about something, I'll look it up. Usually finance related. During lunch or something, I'll, I'll watch like a sport show. And then maybe a wrestling clip every once in a while. There's this guy on YouTube. His name is Meet Kevin. He's <laughs> the corniest guy I've ever seen. But he is so knowledgeable about the market and real estate and taxes. Mm-hmm. Like he's pr- probably the most knowledgeable person I've found on YouTube. But his videos are like kind of cheesy. But like he has some good info. And he makes like five, six, seven videos a day. <laughs> That's a lot. And his portfolio is fat. He's just like, yeah, I just poured a hundred grand into Tesla. Just bought the dip. I'm just like, oh, sweet, dude. You're cool. I was looking at properties around San Diego. There was a 600 square foot piece of property for $200,000. $200,000? It's next to the beach, but yeah. It was a box worth $200,000. 600 square feet. Yeah. How big is that? It's rather small. It's actually... Was there anything around it? It was like a neighborhood or was it just a box? It's a neighborhood. Huh. Next to a beach. It's actually kind of cheap. I was, even I, it's a I, box. I, I was saying like, yeah, that's probably the, the the lowest thing you could get in California beachfrontness. Like, damn, if anything, I was going to buy that and turn it into storage. Be cool. 
Yeah, it's interesting. I think there was like multiple small boxes around. It's probably someone bought a bunch of small boxes. I want a house so bad. Or something. Some property. That two fam, dude? North Carolina, Atlanta, California. I need it all. Looking at these Mexican beaches, I'm just like, dude, if I could just sit out here and just trade all day, all night, maybe not all night because the market's closed, but. Futures. London open, dude. I would just be, I'd be chilling, dude. Just literally just kicking back. Find a good swing. Make the day, dude. That's a, that's a little bit of it. I've been working on that uh, children's thing, channel thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, like, like, the money I need is very small. I can fund it myself and own 100% of it. But this podcast I was listening to was like, you need to practice raising capital mm-hmm. so that when you really do it, you don't walk in looking like a schmuck. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you're able to tell them what your thing is in literally three seconds, not three seconds, three sentences or less. And if they're interested, then you give them the presentation. Mm-hmm. And usually investors know what they're looking for. Like a tech investor probably isn't going to invest in a restaurant, you know? So you got to like know who you're talking to. And if they say no, you ask them, do you know anyone who might be interested? And you just get that, that network going. Relationship called, building. dude. Yeah. I think the podcast is called start a hustle, start a hustle, start yeah. a puzzle. Startup hustle. Startup hustle. Yeah. If, so if I was on that podcast, I would I would make that joke. Startup Start hustle. Up. I'm yeah. sure you could make a nice little lesson of what starting a puzzle means. Starting a puzzle means it's Saturday night. If you ever start none a of your puzzle, friends will hit you up, and you're just like, "Time to start this puzzle." There used to be there's a in high school. I really only hung out with a couple cats. And I would usually just, like, not do anything unless they hit me up. Sometimes, like, I wanted to do something. And I was, like, hoping homie would hit me up, but he didn't. And I was like, oh, man. Damn, you didn't think to hit him up? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm kind of like that, too, now. I'm kind of like, I don't want to hang out, but if you want to, I'll hang out. <laughs> so I'm not going to hit you up. Yeah. Well, life evolves. You know? Do nothing. Because I know if I if I hit up one of my friends, there's a, like maybe a fifty percent chance I'm gonna go to their house and they're gonna be chilling with their girlfriend. And I'm not gonna <laughs> be chilling with my friend. I'm gonna be chilling with my a shell of my friend, you know. <laughs> but if they hit me up, the boys are partying. You know? <clears throat> so I just chill. It's a good signal. Oh my god, you should play, like. You know Sean, my good friend Sean, our good friend Sean. Sean Lee, March fifth, coming out with a new record. You know how he, you know how he acts. Uh, when he's around his girl, when he's around his girl, bro, it's like, yeah. Oh my god, it's so funny. Everything is toxic. Just to call <laughs> every level of toxicity. I'm like, dude, who are you? Was he was he, he like that me. way with the the girl that was around when I was there? Kate. Yeah. Nah, because he didn't give, he he didn't give a crap about Kate. <laughs> Kate was like Kate was a bum. She was cool, but like she never had any money. She was always mooching off him. She was he didn't a, really like her. A chill dude. <laughs> yeah, she was. She was a homie, but I understand. She was. She was broke. Nice uh, uh cheek structure. High high cheekbones. She, she had like a, a big cleft chin. Did she? Yeah. High but nah, cheek. she was. She was cool. She was the only girl I've ever met that smokes more than me. Yeah. It's uh. Probably not the the best attractive gene in a potential mate. I don't mind it. In fact, I welcome it. <laughs> Just to get uh, young, so, dude. As long as you're like not spending my money on it, shit. I also never it. said yoned before, and I like the word yoned for stoned. It's getting yoned, dude. <laughs> the why? It's getting the yoned with the homies. I like it. I like it. The Shimonis, dude. <sighs> what are we at? Oh my god, the poop is slipping out of my butt. We have seven minutes left. 
stories we got here. Everybody, everybody, dude. Just get back to what you're doing. What's that song? Ricker and Bond Just, podcast. Just get back to doing Coming what up you were doing. On four years of program. Four years. Have you ever done anything for four years? Besides go to school. Um, I started smoking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I said, I said four years, not 20 years. <laughs> uh, that kind of last, well, there's, there's different spurts. There's been a little bit of a pause throughout this four years with the podcast. What was the longest pause? A month or so? Maybe like two? Mm, I think it was like a whole summer. Hmm. I think it was like a solid June to like September. From Arizona? Doing that, doing that Dorian thing. I wasn't potting, bro? You were you were potting with Dorian every day. He was just chiefing up the entire downstairs. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, that man would chief. All right. I'd be like, oh, I could smell that from the street. <laughs> and I, I, that was like the first time I ever smoked, smelled weed in years. Because I'm just so used to it. I'm just like, whoa. Is there a fire at our house? Oh, that was fun, dude. That was fun. He was that guy could talk. I like listening to him, but damn, he's a talker, bro. Yeah, he was it's cool. Wasn't he like good 35? trade, huh? Wasn't he like thirty-five? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> kind of looked like a chipmunk. That <laughs> 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 looks like academics a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, Academics. get a, a rounder face, dude. Yeah, that talking right. gene, dude. You got a talking gene, you can you can do something with it. Academics and Budden are just not doing great right now, are they? <laughs> Academics did something, dude. He was talking about something. They should both just like bury the hatchet, do a show together, because that would both get more views than the Joe Budden podcast or whatever Academics is doing. And they just talk about hip hop, just go back to basics fight, argue a little bit, maybe bring in a guest and then bring in that other girl and then call it that same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but there, don't let complex in it. It has it did, <laughs> it did have a lot of a lot of upside besides being not their platform. And that yeah, was the, like, and that was what, the whole thing why he went to Spotify to like not be complex. And then that's the whole thing he went to not be Spotify so he could have his own platform. Now you got your own platform, bro. Bring it back, dude. Hashtag bring act back. The issue is he can't get paid on YouTube because he swears too much. So he needs money from these other companies to keep the really? lights on. Mm-hmm. So, so I can see how that's a dilemma. It's a, but, it's a long podcast. Yeah. A lot of uh, demonetizing the first three seconds. <laughs> do you, you, know, you do a, you do a, maybe you go clean YouTube, you edit it up and you got your Patreon for the, for one out of two pods. Yeah, or dirty version on audio, clean version on YouTube. Nice. Yeah. Clips. Clips. Button button isn't really super fun to watch clips of, from my perspective. And plus his clips are like, he'll be like, it'll be a topic in the title, and then it'll be a 30-minute clip. It won't mention the topic until like 25 minutes in. That's why it's kind of more like fitted for long-term audio yeah he needs to scratch it in a little bit find a better editor make these make these things tighter it's an easily done thing joe you got it buddy (laughs) joe we know you got it bro you got four people in the studio they just talk and go home put them to work probably bro i mean damn near i i it's got him this far. If, it's got him this far. If I had far. to hang out with Joe Budden for six hours a week, I would <laughs> want to get the fuck out of the studio as soon as I could too. And just oh, go home. It's a lot of energy. He's he does have the talking gene, just and like, it's, oh, it's usually it's usually a one one sided talk gene too. Just spitting all over everyone. <laughs> it's like okay, Joe, we get it. He started rapping. Dude. Man, the Joe, the Joe I, Button Network. I, enjoy, I enjoyed my 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 rides with Joe. I truly did. Joe had to had to Butter. do it a little selectively because you know you're kind of choosing entertainment over non-entertainment things, enrich your life a little bit more. But 
was entertaining, man. Rest, rest in peace, Joe Budden. Rest in peace, Joe Budden. The mall rest show. Boot to do do. Mall would come out in like a, a 80s scene backdrop. Have some cheesy music. They can do it. I believe in you, Budden. You just gotta, you just gotta do it, Budden. Just go, Joe. Maybe just step out of the spotlight for like a year and just work on a project. Get it nice and tight. Film a couple episodes, a couple test episodes. Then in a year, come back swinging with a solid business plan, a solid way to make money, a solid editor that won't probably, be monetized. Probably what they're doing besides they're like, yo, I mean, all we do is sit down and talk for six hours, so might as well get paid for that a little bit. Yeah, it kind of seems like he's like looking for deals now. I'm going to yeah. burn this bridge. I need a new deal. Okay, now I'm in this one. All right, fuck Patreon. Who's next? Yeah. It's like, bro, like, dude. You got uh, it, Joe. Go, Joe, go. You got it, Joe. We believe in you. Also, shave your neck beard, bro. <laughs> We've been over this, dude. Rick and Bond, thanks for listening. Subscribe on iTunes, five stars, Instagram, Rick and Bond, 14.2K followers, and that's really, it means nothing. No one from yes. Instagram comes here, but uh, I'll... I, I am sitting on a, a treasure trove of Rick and Bond clips. That... And for all you mother effers that follow me and then unfollow me in the same day, <laughs> yeah, a lot of those. I have nothing to say to you because you're probably bots. <laughs> it might have been a couple thousand bots, but you know, yeah. Funny memes. Gonna put up some more clips. I'm driving traffic. I've been sitting on just getting yielding those clips for a couple weeks now. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Peace. Thanks for listening. Did I record? Yes.